If you've ever been in the market for a new home, you know home shopping can be a lot. There's so much you don't know and so much you need to know. What are the neighborhoods like? What are the schools like? Who is the agent who knows the listing or neighborhood best? And why can't all this information just be in one place? Well, now it is on homes.com. They've got everything you need to know about the listing itself. But even better, they've got comprehensive neighborhood guides and detailed reports about local schools. And their agent directory helps you see the agent's current listings and sales history. Homes.com collaboration tools make it easier than ever to share all this information with your family. It's a whole cul-de-sac of home shopping information, all at your fingertips. Homes.com. We've done your homework. Welcome to the Jill on Money Coronavirus Market Update. It is Tuesday, August 11th, and... We are here to help you navigate your August financial questions. Who knows? Maybe there are September questions around the corner, but for now, let's deal with your, at least your dog days of August questions. And if you've got anything that's on your mind, it's remotely financial, send us an email, askjill at jillonmoney.com, askjill at jillonmoney.com. Now, this is from Kenneth who writes the following. Love your show today and every day. I love you too. I don't care if you were a pain in the ass in kindergarten and was kicked out of the brownies. I still love you. I love your spirit and your desire to help people. I'm a huggy person and also would hug you if I had the opportunity. Enough of the mushy stuff. Now I have a question. I'm hugging you right back, Kenneth. I'm I'm right there with you. Okay. Should I buy an annuity as part of my retirement portfolio? Here are my details. IRA that is at Fidelity, $760,000. IRA managed by an advisor, $300,000. He wants to take $150,000 of the IRA that he manages and invest it in an annuity for bad times in the market. He will manage $150,000, the other fifty dollars in dividend investments. Wife's IRA looks like twenty five dollars There's a million bucks there. Joint brokerage account has about $65,000. Expenses, $4,200 a month. I don't have any of my retirement and Roth IRAs. I do plan to convert sometime this year. I'm 66. I've got a few years to do this. My wife and I started our social security back in March. We get $4,000 per month. Wait, check this out, guys. So they get 4,000 bucks per month and their expenses are $4,200 a month. So they've got over a million dollars and that's what we have to generate everything they need, which is, I think, essentially a few hundred bucks a month. Now, the advisor has recommended the annuity with no income riders or fees. They'd invest 150 grand. They'd use the money in times when the market's down. It matures in 10 years, blah, 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 blah. Okay, Kenneth, I guess it's okay. But, you know, it seems to me that interest rates are so low. So why are we locking in 150 grand in a fixed annuity, fixed index annuity, I don't believe that there are no fees in this. I do not believe that. I would love to see that document. There are obviously fees because how on earth is the advisor getting paid? That's number one. Number two, why do you need this? Why do you need this? If you are uncomfortable with the amount of risk in your portfolio, tell the advisor or you do it yourself in the stuff that you're managing, just reduce the risk. There is nothing that you need to to do here in terms of having money invested in an annuity. I don't see the advantage of it. So 
do me a favor. Please, pretty please, Kenneth, skip it. Okay, great. Uh, Here is a question from Julianne who wants to know, what is my opinion of Vanguard Personal Advisor Services? Uh, We are fans of the Vanguard family, truly. I mean, not only do they have fantastic, cheap index funds that are pretty easy to access on your own, but they also have a robo-advisor through the Vanguard Personal Advisor Services. I think the account minimum is 50 grand, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, 50 grand. The fee is so cheap. It's three-tenths of 1%, 0.3%. What I would do is I would compare the Vanguard, just the platform, with a couple of other things. So try Schwab Intelligent Portfolio and try Betterment and see which ones you like. They're all about the same cost. I think it's a great place to go. I'm very much a fan of the, the whole Vanguard family. Amanda writes, I listen to your podcast as often as they drop in my playlist. And after listening to the various financial circumstances that people can find themselves in, I have yet to hear anyone that I can relate to. Perhaps you can help me because I'm isolated and I've got few resources. I'm 39 years old, medically retired from the military with a permanent disability and a VA monthly compensation of 100%. As much as I've tried to restart my life, my health has continued to falter and fail me. Oh, this is terrible. I've lived sparingly and sparsely because I've been relegated to this premature retirement status. There's no 401k, IRA, military, TSP, or pension in my future. Um, What I have is a standard checking and savings account at a local credit union, a money market fund, and three investments through American funds or the capital group. I pay off my credit card bill and reasonable monthly car lease every month, rent and utilities. Other than that, I don't have any other debt, nor do I have any other family members to care for. With every other normal human being working and earning their money deservedly so, it leaves me feeling as though I don't have the right to spend anything, any of the money uh, that I have saved, which is about $300,000. I live in a one-bedroom apartment with no furniture. Go get yourself a bed or a TV. Come on. I've heard that the dollar amount people should aim for is just over a million dollars to retire safely in their later years. What about someone like me? I don't know how long I have on this earth, but I I don't know if what I've saved is enough to allow me to ease up on some of my thriftiness or if I'm so behind other people. I've heard of the fire movement. I'm not sure what the cost-cutting trajectory for my future wealth. Okay, so here's the question. Seeing that my health situation is not trending upward, can I feel less guilty if I indulge a bit and spend some on a mattress? Yes, do that right now. Absolutely. Would you advise me to look into accounts that are less affected by the stock market? I mean, I think if you've got these capital group funds, which is uh, the American funds, you've got the Bond Fund of America, Capital World, and Fundamental Investors, that seems like a good, that's good for you. That's perfect. What I would say is no more risk, um, but do please try to take some better care of yourself. You have gone through a lot. The standard ways of measuring retirement for you is so different than anyone else. Obviously, you'll get paid, and then when you are um, of retirement age, you will then shift. But I just you gotta you gotta be a little nicer to yourself. The extreme frugality is a little overdone. I hope that helps, Amanda, and I'm so sorry about your situation that you find yourself in. Thank you for writing. Sarah writes, I just found your podcast and I love it. 
I'd like to retire at 60 if possible. I'm an oncology hospice nurse, and I have had countless patients who have just retired a few months before coming to me. Life has no guarantees, but if I'm able, I'd like to enjoy as much as possible. I know very little about investing. I want to make sure I'm on the right track. I get different answers from different sites. My husband and I are 45. We make about 120 grand a year, and we've got $480,000 in a 401k, $30,000 in a Roth. I put $200 a month into the Roth. I was putting 14% pre-tax in my 401k. I just changed it to 8% pre-tax, 6% after-tax. It's in a Fidelity 2035 target date fund. My lack of knowledge makes it a necessary choice for me. Our house will be paid off in eight years, and I've got no other debt. I appreciate any input you can give me. Thanks, Sarah. Sarah, I think you're in great shape. I love this plan, and I think you're right on track. I like the idea of you mixing up your allocation in terms of what goes pre-tax, what's post-tax, and the target date fund is fine. I mean, you don't have to go nuts. Um, If you'd like and you want to follow up with me, send me the choices in your 401k, and we could give you a an alternative allocation where we just be using index funds and and maybe replicating some of what you're doing in that target date fund and putting it on autopilot and then calling it a day. So don't despair. I think you're you're in good shape. Elaine writes, thank you for your helpful information. Listening to your podcast has already helped me out a lot in an effort to start Roth conversions. I remember your advice to combine accounts first to make things easier. My accounts are within the CIPIC limits, so they could all be housed at one institution. My question, if my financial institution had a major cyber attack, is there worry that CIPIC would not cover my losses? For this reason, I don't want to put it most of what I have in one place. Uh, I wouldn't worry about that. I don't think that that's your issue. I, I really don't. So I think that you can go ahead and be knowledgeable about, you know, keeping an eye on accounts. Usually if there's any sort of cyber account, these companies will make you whole. Okay. Well, that's it. Mark, stop with the long emails. I'm exhausted already. It's a great episode as always. If you've got a chance, why don't you hop onto our website? It's jillonmoney.com. Sign up for our free weekly newsletter. Okay. It's free. It's so easy. And don't forget to wash your hands and wear your masks and maintain that physical distancing and do something nice for somebody today. Okay. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.